So it's not good to eat blood because when you eat blood, you're gonna take in all of those pathogens and all sorts of other stuff that you shouldn't be taking into your body. The second reason is hemochromatosis, which is iron poisoning, which typically happens if you drink too much blood. You go into shock because your body cannot get rid of iron. And I'm just gonna tell you a story. I actually had iron overload and it is not pretty. So a long time, <laughs> and I feel so stupid from this, this story. This is such a stupid story. Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Leviticus. Hello, guys. Hope you had a fantastic weekend, and thanks for tuning in this morning to the podcast where we're going to be talking about Leviticus chapter 17 today, verses 10 through 16, which is about drinking blood. (laughs) (laughs) and why we shouldn't do that. And so, yeah, we're going to talk about this today. And you know what? I've got nothing else to say, so I'm just going to jump right into Scripture. So let's go ahead and turn in our Bibles to Leviticus chapter 17, verses 10 through 16. As I always do, I'll be reading out the W.E.B. version this morning. I will set my face against any Israelite or foreigner residing among them who eats blood, and I will cut them off from the people. For the life of the creature is in the blood, and I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. Therefore, I say to the Israelites, none of you may eat blood, nor may any foreigner residing among you eat blood. Any Israelite or any foreigner residing among you who hunts any animal or bird that may be eaten must drain out the blood and cover it with the earth. Because the life of every creature is in the blood. That is why I've said to the Israelites, you must not eat the blood of any creature because the life of every creature is its blood. Anyone who eats it must be cut off. Anyone, whether native born or a foreigner, who eats anything found dead or torn by wild animals must wash their clothes and bathe with water and they will be ceremonially unclean till evening. Then they will be clean. But if they do not wash their clothes and bathe themselves, they will be held responsible. Can you guys hear all the lovely birds in the background? You hear the woodpecker? <laughs> Mr. Woodpecker. Yeah, um, I sorry, this is not biblically related, but yeah, I, I live like in a forest now, which is really cool because when I open up my sliding glass door, which is right next to my um, podcasting equipment, I can hear all these really cute sounding birds. So that is what you're hearing in the background is just all sorts of different types of birds. And I'm not a bird person, so I can't really pick them all out. 
<laughs> but I do know a woodpecker when I hear him because it sounds like a little drill. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and talk about scripture though. So in verse 10, God is talking about drinking blood or eating blood is what it says in the W.E.B. version. But either way, it is ingesting blood. We don't have to get into semantics. If you ingest blood, it's not good. So God says that he's going to set his face against any Israelite or foreigner who eats blood and cut them off from the people. This is something that God said he was going to do. Rather than what we talked about on Friday, which is where the people had to cut off um, any person that sacrificed in the open fields, God is saying that he's going to do it if a person drinks or eats blood in any way. And so this is a harsh punishment. And the, the word set his face against literally means to just turn away from. He's going to turn away from that individual. Because this is a direct violation of God's law. And I think that this is one of the most important concepts of all of scripture, actually, is right here what we're reading in Leviticus 17 about drinking or eating blood. I think that this is the most important concept we can really take from scripture because the life is in the blood is what it says here two times. So what God is doing here is establishing an amount of respect for blood. And if you think about that, that's very important for us to have. Because if we don't have respect for blood, how could we possibly have respect for Jesus's blood? So, I mean, right here, God is giving a reason for why this rule is in place. It says here in um, verse 11, it says, the life of the flesh is in the blood. I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes atonement. So because the blood makes atonement, it is clearly the most important part of the life of that animal. So God is almost saying like the person needs to respect that blood. Does that make sense? Because even here in verse 13, it says that the people were supposed to actually bury the blood when they uh, when they go hunting. It says here, here's what it says. Uh, Any person hunting an animal or a bird that may be eaten, he shall pour out his blood and cover it with dust. So the blood of that animal that was being hunted was supposed to be poured out onto the ground in like a little hole. So you're supposed to like dig a hole, pour out the blood, and then cover it with the dirt. So the blood was never supposed to be eaten. Blood literally atones our sins, or in other words, makes us right with God. And I think we forget that in Western culture because we are covered under Jesus's blood that we don't have to do this stuff anymore. But the interesting thing is, is that Animal sacrifice is actually still widely practiced to this day in many cultures. And actually, it's even legal in the U.S., I found out, for religious services. Yeah, it's legal in the U.S., which eh, I don't know but <laughs> how I feel about that. But even back in these days, people understood the importance of animal sacrifice because they knew that was the only way to gain forgiveness from sins. And even people in other cultures recognize that as well. So it's kind of funny that we have that uh, that belief system kind of instilled in us, even from the beginning of time, that that is how we pay for our sins is through the blood. And as Westerners, we forget that, right? Because 
We don't have to do this. But it is so important to remember that the blood is what makes atonement for our sins. So we need to have respect for that. We need to have respect for that blood. And when I say that blood, I'm talking about Jesus's blood because he's the one who obviously paid that atonement or made that atonement, I should say, for our sins, created that relationship between God the Father and us. So we need to have respect for Jesus's blood. How can we have respect for that? Well, I think just firstly, thanking Jesus for his his sacrifice for us on a regular basis, I think is having great respect. But also when we take communion, we need to not take it lightly. So one of the things that um, I actually mentioned back in the book of Mark was communion and the symbolicness of communion about the bread being Jesus's body and the cup of wine being Jesus's blood. Paul actually mentions in what was it? First or second Corinthians that when people take the cup and the bread in communion without repentance in their hearts or without uh caring and they just do it like just do the ceremony and not even think about it paul actually says they are eating and drinking judgment upon themselves because they're not having respect for that uh symbolism of jesus's body and blood so respect here is definitely something we can take away from this so even though i do believe a lot of this has to do with jesus's blood the atonement of it i think just in general not having needless violence against men and against animals as well because it's important to respect the life of those living beings that god has created it's important to have that respect for other people because oftentimes when we see the word blood in the old testament it's talking about violence and obviously hurting somebody to the point where they start bleeding i think is a great sin because at that point, we are not having respect for the life of that person because once again, the life is in the blood. We are not having respect for that person created in God's image. We're not having respect for other people. And, you know, I mean, I, I've stated this before, but it says here that, you know, the people when they hunted, they're supposed to bury the blood. And that is kind of a very respectful thing. We often think of burial as being a respectful thing. For example, the Jews in Jesus's day took Jesus's body down from the cross because it was respectful to bury Jesus, to not have his body sit out there in the hot sun. So they buried him after he died because that is a form of respect. So it's a form of respect to bury this blood of this animal. So then moving forward in verse 14, it says, for as to the life of all flesh, the blood is with its life. Therefore, I said to the children of Israel, you shall not eat the blood of any kind of flesh for the life of all flesh is in its blood and whoever eats of it shall be cut off. So God's going to cut off those people who eat and drink this blood. Now, I did mention one other thing that I think is the most uh, obvious answer, I guess, is that drinking blood is really bad for you and it causes... Um, a hemochromatosis, I think is the, the term for it. So if you drink too much blood, you can get extremely sick, like very, very sick. And the first reason is because there are many pathogens in the blood. The blood carries all sorts of different kinds of sicknesses, illnesses, pathogens, diseases, anything. 
So it's not good to eat blood because when you eat blood, you're going to take in all of those pathogens and all sorts of other stuff that you shouldn't be taking into your body. The second reason is hemochromatosis, which is iron poisoning, which typically happens if you drink too much blood. You go into shock because your body cannot get rid of iron. And I'm just going to tell you a story. I actually had iron overload and it is not pretty. So a long time. <laughs> and I feel so stupid from this this story. This is such a stupid story. When I was um, first married to Garrett, I was I'm kind of a hypochondriac. I'm not even going to lie about it. I'm a hypochondriac. And so my fingers and hands and toes and whatever else were always cold. And I'm just like, I definitely have low iron in my blood. Okay, this is what I thought. So I started taking iron pills and I got really sick and I took them for probably like two weeks and I was really, really sick. And I was like, what is going on with me? And I was bleeding. So I went to the ER. The doctor did nothing for me. And so um, at that point, I went to my primary care doctor the next uh, week and I was like, there's something definitely wrong with me. And she analyzed me and asked me a whole bunch of questions and she was like have you been taking iron pills and I'm just like yeah I have (laughs) and she's like you got to stop taking those iron pills because you're you're killing yourself basically because I was getting too much iron in my system from taking those stupid iron pills so uh yeah Your body can't handle a lot of iron. And the only reason iron pills exist is when you don't have enough iron. You're supposed to take iron pills. It's not for hypochondriacs like myself. So I went through that and it was really, really miserable for like two weeks. And I'm very thankful that like um, I didn't uh, eternally bleed to death because of that. Because I could have had I continued to be uh, ridiculous with the iron pills. But, you know, I I went through that and it's not a fun thing. So drinking blood, because there's such a high iron content in blood, you can get really, really sick from it. And you can end up, yeah, you can get up, you can get really sick. And iron is actually a toxin that your body like stores up. And so it's just important to never drink blood because at that point you can start becoming very sick and it's very toxic as well. So I think that's the most obvious reason why people are not supposed to drink blood. And even to this day, it's still said we should not drink blood. And that is something I was reading about on uh, secular articles. Just don't drink blood. It's, It's not good for you. It's bad for you. There is no reason to drink blood. So yeah, I mean, God put this rule in place for a handful of reasons. The first one was to respect the sacrifice of blood, the atonement that comes through the blood that comes through Jesus's blood. We're supposed to respect that sacrifice, respect the fact that uh, Jesus was paying for our sins. And then even before Jesus here in Leviticus, respect the fact that those animals were uh, making atonement for people's sins. So that's the first reason. The second reason is blood is just bad for us. We shouldn't be drinking it. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, those are the two reasons why I believe God says don't drink blood. It's just not good for you. So then at this point in verse 15, it kind of talks about a, uh, a sort of a different thing here. 
verse 15 and 16, it says, every person that eats what dies of itself or that which is torn by animals, whether he is native born or a foreigner shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until evening. Then he shall be clean. But if he doesn't wash them or bathe his flesh, then he shall bear his iniquity. This actually confused me really bad. There's a verse in Exodus chapter 22 that we've already covered that says people should not eat torn animals. In other words, an animal that was killed by another animal. And so I I researched this and I looked it up. And honestly, there's not a really good reason why these two passages are kind of conflicting. But the best response I could come up with was the fact that animals that died of natural causes or animals that died at the uh, paws of other animals, I suppose, were not supposed to be eaten by the priests. And that is specifically laid out, I think, in Leviticus 22, which we haven't covered yet. God says specifically that the priests, because the priests are holy, should never eat an animal that died of natural causes or was killed by another animal. And in fact, there's there's also another verse that just says that um, if a Jewish person has an animal that did die of natural causes, that they could actually sell that animal to a Gentile and it would be okay in that case for a Jewish person to either give away that meat or sell it to a Gentile foreigner uh, living in the community. So verses 15 and 16 here could be talking to um, Gentile Jewish people. Does that make sense? Gentile people that became Jewish people and were allowed to eat those kinds of animals. Or it could just be talking to all Jewish people that there is a a specific set of rules that have to be put in place if you do, in fact, eat an animal that uh, was killed by another animal or that died naturally. And those rules in place was that they have to wash themselves and they have to um, be unclean until evening, which makes a lot of sense because if they did, in fact, touch an animal and say it died of natural causes and, um, you know, they couldn't drain that animal's blood and it was all over their hands when they butchered the animal, uh, disease could be on their clothes. It could be on their hands. And so it's important. I think at that point, God was saying, you know, wash yourself to get rid of that blood off of your hands, because obviously when an animal has died in that way, their blood can't really be drained properly. But overall, I don't really know who this command was for. This definitely was not for the priests. This could have been, uh, this command could have been for all Jewish people that were non-priests and all foreigners living with the Jewish people. Or this could just be pertaining to a a Jewish convert, a foreigner that uh, became a Jewish person, because we do see that people who were foreigners were, God did say that they could eat um, the animals and the Jewish people could sell the animals to Gentiles or to Gentile converts. It kind of just sounds to me with this rule that God is not exactly promoting the eating of an animal that has died naturally or has been uh, torn apart because obviously diseases can happen in that way because the animal could have had a disease and that's why it died or the animal that killed the clean animal had a disease so it's probably not a good thing for a person to eat an animal that died naturally or one that was killed by another animal so to me it just kind of sounds like uh, there is a precaution in place and it's not exactly 100% condemned for a Jewish person to do this but they have to take the right steps in order to make sure that they are not uh, going against God 
which would be to not wash their hands and not wash their clothes. So yeah, that's kind of my thought process on uh, Leviticus chapter 17, and we're finishing that up today. And you know what, friends? We're going to be moving into Leviticus chapter 18, which I'm going to be honest with you guys, I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> I am not looking forward to moving into Leviticus 18 because it's regarding all the sexual stuff, like all the sexual sins, and it's just not my cup of tea. I don't, I don't enjoy talking about it, but... I'm still going to talk about it because it is in the Bible. And so since I'm going through the entire Bible, I'm going to be talking about Leviticus chapter 18. So join me on Wednesday for an episode out of that. So tune in then. But until then, happy listening and God bless. <laughs>